Other Side Podcast, presented by the Alumni Club. Braids, I copped them braids and sweet Dixie. Mm. That is a line that I'm sure any young man growing up in Virginia in the early 2000s can resonate with. Unfortunately, I cannot. I did not cop those braids when AI copped those braids. My mother made me cut my hair off before I went to middle school. I did have puffballs though. Anyway, I'd like to welcome you all to the Other Side Podcast presented by the Alumni Club. My name is Robert Lee Chisley Jr., and I am the host. And with this being the Other Side Podcast, it is only right that I share with you all my alias, like the name I put on applications when they say, have you ever gone by any other names? That alias is Maybach Lee. Please don't laugh. It's strictly aspirational. The dream is to one day pull up in a Maybach. Now, Before we get into the birth of the other side, I do want to give you all some brief background on myself. From a small town in Virginia called Newport News. Newport News is small, but big in terms of impact on the culture and the people that have come from my city. I attended Woodside High School. Big shout out to all the Woodside alum. I was in an organization there called DIME. DIME stands for Distinguished Intelligent Man of Excellence. And little did I know, Dime would be foreshadowing for some organizations I would be a part of in the future. After my high school days, I went to college. The first college I attended was Virginia State University. Shout out to the Trojans. I was in a performance organization, Painted 2000. Ooh, shout out to us. Crazy story. I actually got the opportunity to battle Omarion because of Panic. But I'll, I'll talk that away. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Transfer down the street to VCU. VCU got there, definitely changed my life. Um, It's wild because I went there to obtain a master's in athletic training. Tell me why when I got there, they discontinued the program. I was tight. It is what it is. I stuck it out, you know, did my four plus years, graduated in 2014 with my degree in exercise science. Oh, and I can't forget, I joined arguably one of the best organizations in the world. And that is Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. The Theta Row chapter to be exact. TDR, those are my brothers. I love y'all. Theta Row helped me become a man. Definitely helped shape me. Um, graduated in 2014. Lived life for a little bit. Came back in 2018 to obtain my master's degree. Obtained my master's degree in sports leadership through the Center for Sport Leadership. Big ups to them. I do have to give a shout out to Greg Burton. I would not be doing this podcast if it wasn't for him. We had a media class and one of our assignments was to record a podcast. He took us down to ESPN radio. I remember just sitting there. We took a couple of photos. And after looking at those photos and being in front of that mic, I was like, okay, I could do this. I like talking. This feels good. And I may be able to have an impact this way. So definitely big shout out to Greg Burton. After I graduated from CSL, I obtained employment working for Duke Athletics in the Iron Dukes department. 
Now, Iron Dukes is the fundraising arm for Duke Athletics. Um, it's definitely an amazing job, and it's a blessing all around. Well, that's a little bit about myself. Now, let's get into the birth of the other side. Now, I don't know about you all, but me in particular, when I consume media, I often only see the same thing. I'll even, let's get in the time machine. I'll even go back, right? Early 2000s, I'll say 2000, 2016. Uh, well, not 2000, maybe 2002. Because around that time you had the sitcoms, we were watching Windows 6 and Park, TRL, VH1, all that stuff, right? I often only saw entertainers, rappers, singers, athletes, comedians. That's the only light I've ever seen black people painted in. Fast forward to present day, maybe not 2020, but I'll say from 2012 to 2016 on socials, Instagram, Snapchat, on uh, YouTube, on uh, pods or radio. Again, I'm only seeing black people as entertainers and I'm just like, man, okay, I know we do other things. Why is this all I see? Why is this all I see? That's a question I begin to think to myself, right? So then I feel like, okay, there's something that needs to happen. But I'm like, what is that something? So then, in 2013, I remember when Trayvon Martin passed away, right? Um, It was crazy to me. Probably like all of y'all, I was distraught. Because I'm like, how can a... How can someone kill a man? No, not a man. A teenager and go home with their family like they didn't do anything. Because if I was a security guard and I killed a man, y'all think I'm going home? Hmm. No, they can put me under the jail. They might even kill me. I might not make it to the jail. But when I saw that I was hurt, and maybe like three days later, I thought to myself, man... We need more. We need more black lawyers, politicians, judges, and legislators. So that's the first instance. So I'm like, okay, we need more. So then I remember when I was trying to get into the CSL, I was so bent on being a basketball coach. But I began to research the industry, coaches, GMs, all of that, right? So I came across an individual named Sam Presti. Sam Presti is the general manager for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's credited with putting Westbrook, Harden, and Kevin Durant on the same team. I researched his background. Sam Presti played basketball at Emerson College four years. He lettered. He majored in communications and politics and law. And after he got his degree, he went on to intern a little bit for the NBA. Met a couple of people, did a couple of networking, and found himself working for the Seattle Supersonics. And as I'm researching, I'm thinking to myself, bro, why are we always the talent? Like, we're never like, we're, we may be the coaches, but we're, a lot of times when we're the coaches, it's on a high school or AAU level. But when you get to the higher ranks, we're not the coaches. A lot of times you don't see us as a GM. You don't see us as a president of 
basketball operations, any of these things. And I'm just wondering to myself, okay, why is that never us? I know those are things we can do. And I mean, okay, you got Masai Ujiri, but he's an anomaly. And then Doc Rivers, he played. So he's a great coach. Shaka Smart, again, another anomaly. Uh, Ty Lu, and then Mark Jackson. There's only people, two people I know. I'm sure there's more, but it isn't prevalent. So that's the second, second occurrence. I'm like, okay, definitely need something. And then lastly, I'm sure you all have heard this one. There's this notion that we don't have any other options. I've often heard people say this, man, I don't, I didn't have any other options. It was either be on the block, push weight, rap, go to the league, or die. I don't have any other options. And every time I hear it, I think to myself, bro, that is false. But I'm going to share with you all a story. If you have Netflix, chances are you've probably seen this show. Last Chance You. I vividly remember this episode. There was a, a young man by the name of Isaiah. Isaiah was a running back. I think it was maybe season one or season two. I'll never forget. I remember Isaiah saying like, bro, football is all I know, dog. Like, if I can't do this, I don't know what I'm going to do. And that kind of broke my heart to hear him say that. I remember he really wanted to play this particular game. I think he was injured. He think he had an ankle injury. The coaches wouldn't let him play. And then he was just like, man, this is all I know. Coach don't let me play. I don't know what I'm going to do. And that just, that's crazy. That's, you think that's the only option you have? That is the craziest thing. And I remember I was having a conversation with my homie Thomas. About, you know, this whole thing about all these thoughts I'm going through. And Thomas explained to me about this caricature named Sambo. Sambo is from the past, um, kind of like the segregation days. Sambo symbolized the black person that was the entertainer. That's what we always got hired as. So I guess that that caricature traveled with us through time, right? So that's why it stuck with us. But again, that's still crazy that that's what we think that's what a lot of our men think um so after all of those three situations i'm like okay there's another side to this black success story that we haven't dwelled into so that is where the other side was birthed that's what this is about showcasing the other side now after the idea was birthed it definitely has to have legs. It has to develop, right? So I'm going to give you all a little insight on the development. After that, I'm going to let you go. Now, I remember I've been telling my line brothers, like, yo, I want to do this pod. Boom, boom, boom. Talk about the other side. And I'm telling them how I'm a little, got a little bit of beef with the rap industry. Because I always hear rappers talk about, I don't school, bump school, I ain't go, school won't it. Uh, I dropped out my teacher said I'd never be nothing, but I never hear them talk about professional careers ever. And I'm like, bro, why aren't y'all talking about this? Like, if you have a child or your wife or your girlfriend is pregnant, that baby has to be delivered. 
and a doctor is going to deliver that baby. That doctor needs a degree. Oh, okay. If you have legal trouble, you need a lawyer. That lawyer needs a degree. If you have a house built, you're going to need an electrician. That electrician has to be certified oftentimes. A plumber, same thing. You're going to need that. Certified. Most rich people have chefs. A lot of chefs go to school to learn the art of culinary. I mean, to learn the culinary arts. Also, if you are an entertainer or anybody in that space, you usually have a lot of what? Money. If you have a lot of money, you need somebody to count it. And you need an accountant. And they go to school. But again, they never talk about this. So I, I, I was a little upset with that, right? Because I never heard them speak on these things. And then my line brother made a very valid point to me. My line brother Anthony said to me, you know, I don't think that's their job. And at first I was like, nah, bro. Me and Anthony fight a lot. So I was like, nah, bro, I don't agree. Um, but as... Time went on, I sat back with those thoughts. And I realized Anthony was 100% correct. It's not their job. And J. Cole kind of alluded to this with the whole no-name situation. Like, talked about how we put them on a platform and expect them to be something that they're truthfully not. Right? So then the question becomes, whose job is it? Well, first and foremost... It starts at home. It's the parent's job. And then after the parents, it's the professional's job. Professionals like me, like you all, it's our job to share with the youth of our community so that they aren't going into situations blindly, so that they know all of their options, right? Then after us, it's the community at large. And for me... At this point, I feel like, look, no longer do I want any people that look like me, black and brown people from any ghetto, any hood, any suburb, to limit themselves. I'm trying to get rid of all the limitations, break the barriers. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand that sometimes the opportunity may not be there. But that is why I'm creating this. That's why I'm doing this podcast. To bring the opportunity to your doorstep. Bring the opportunity to your ears. Oh yeah, and when COVID over, I'm definitely going to be in a city near you. Bringing the opportunity to these high schools. But I don't want to see us limit ourselves anymore. Right? So even after all these conversations, there still needs to be more developed. I'm still a little upset. I'm a little upset because I'm watching us on TV. I'm watch- I'm hearing our music. Um, I'm watching us in sports. I'm just thinking, like, I'm about to stop supporting this, man. Like, all these little tabloid gossip Instagram pages. These rappers, they, they talking crazy. Um, these VH1 shows, like, yo, this is not us. I'm about to, I begin to, like, kind of start talking down on us, right? And then I realized something. Robert Lee Chisley Jr., You are a part of the problem. Here I am, thinking that we have to be either or, and I'm completely wrong, because guess what? There is no either or. We are both and, right? Um, 
we are multi-talented. And I'm going to do a little name drop, and I'm going to give you some examples of that both end that I speak of. We are Brian Coogler, the director of Black Panther, and Odell Beckham Jr., the wide receiver for the New York Giants, or, I mean, the Cleveland Browns. We are Craig Littlepage, the former athletic director at the University of Virginia, and Offset, one of the members of the Migos. We are Ursula Burns, the first African-American female CEO of a Fortune 500 company, and Sarah Jakes Roberts. That's T.D. Jakes' daughter. She's a pastor at One Church in L.A. We are Dorothy Lavinia Brown, the first black surgeon in the South, and Coco Golf, the tennis player. We are Salehi Brimbury, the senior director of sneakers and men's footwear at Versace, and JT and Young Miami. They formed the City Girls. So it's not an either or. We're both in. We can do it all. So yeah, that's what this is going to be about. The other side, all the things that we do, all the options you have, and how to get, how to bust these doors down and break these barriers. I'm going to be interviewing some of everybody. I mean, doctors, lawyers, electricians, plumbers, chefs, uh, athletic professionals, entrepreneurs, uh, dentists, uh, coaches, um, therapists, uh, designers, uh, stylists, uh, all that, everybody, right? And I do want to debunk one myth. When I was younger, it was never cool to be smart. Newsflash. That is a myth. That's false. Actually, it is super cool to be smart. And common colloquialism we use in culture is the bag, right? Tell y'all something. Smart people, they get into the bag. Beep, beep. Y'all hear that? That's the brink truck. Backing up at somebody that's smart house. They get in the bag if they do everything right. So that notion that, man, you you a goody two-shoes. Yes, I am. That's 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 where it's at. So... Yeah, definitely. You want to be educated. That's that's goals of being smart. Now, my sponsors would be upset if I didn't talk about college. With us being presented by the Alumni Club, I have to dive into college just a little bit. You know, talk about the do's and the don'ts and the process and a way to navigate it. I don't know about y'all, but I feel like me and a lot of my peers, we're from the generation where our parents' mindset was, y'all going to college because... We didn't go, right? And they meant well. But some of us didn't need to be in college. Some of us weren't mature enough. We didn't need to be at that four-year university. We might have done better at a two-year university or at a trade school. And I remember, like, my counselor saying, like, your grades are too good. Maybe you should go to a four-year. I may did not need to be there. But, again, I didn't have that guidance from somebody that's already in college. I didn't have a mentor, right? So that's another purpose of this pod. Um, definitely to touch on the college and how that college game is messed up. I think first and foremost, it costs way too much. Um, I had a conversation with one of my homegirls the other day, my homegirl Paula. 
and we were talking and I was telling her, like, I feel like when you go to college, it's to get a job. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if it's to get a job. It's to learn critical skills. And I'm like, critical skills? Paula, those critical skills is not going to pay for these student loans. So, I mean, it's debatable. But I hear it. So definitely the cost. And then the game is just off. If we are paying this much money, we definitely need to be able to turn this degree into revenue when we get out of college. I'll share a little anecdote of mine. I remember I was getting physical therapy on my Achilles. If you listen to this and you know about the Achilles, save your jokes. I'm about to be back real soon, dunking and running 10 miles. Anyway, I'm getting therapy on my Achilles. Talking to my therapist, and she's like, hey, you should try to be a PTA. That's where the industry is going. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, cool. Yeah, and you know, it's only a two-year degree. Okay, cool. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And he started 52000 I'm like, okay, cool. And then I'm thinking, I'm doing the math in my head. And I'm like, hold up. You mean to tell me I could have went and got a two-year degree and came out making 52 but I got this four-year degree, and I'm a rehab technician, making eleven dollars and fifty cent. The game messed up. Why did not? Why am I just not knowing about this after I graduated, right? So the game messed up a little bit. And then I gotta share these last two pieces of confirmation that I knew. Okay, I have to do this. So I got a younger frat brother named Eli. Me and Eli, I was chopping it up. Eli has a podcast called The Reup. Definitely check it out. Me and Eli I was chopping it up. Eli tells me. Yo, I want to be a neurologist. I said, Eli, okay, Eli, well, how many neurologists do you know? Better, yeah, how many black neurologists do you know? You know, Eli tells me, maybe one, maybe two. I'm like, Eli, what? How many athletes do you know? How many rappers do you know? Well, you know, I'm from the Ville. Of course, I know Cole. And I'm like, see, that's an issue. I need to. Your network of neurologists need to be expanded if that's what you want to do. Especially black ones. I know they're out there. You just don't know them. That was confirmation number one. Confirmation number two. Sitting on my bed. Rest in peace to this brother. But I see, like, I think it's a commercial to come across the screen or an infomercial or something. There's a, a brother by the name of Bernard Tyson. Bernard Tyson passed away a couple of months, a couple of months back. Bernard Tyson is the CEO of a major healthcare company. Well, was the CEO of a major healthcare company. Bernard Tyson was the CEO of Kaiser Permanente. And as I'm seeing this, I'm like, yo, this black man was the CEO of this company and I knew nothing about this? There's something totally wrong with this picture. And then the last one. John Lewis, rest in peace to him. I did not know who he was. I did not learn about John Lewis literally until maybe two months ago. And I'm ashamed to say that, but it's honest. I did not know who he was. So me seeing all this, I know, okay. Yeah, I got to do the Other Side podcast. Um, Now, I have nieces and nephews. And I feel as if, if they grow up and all they know 
is Cardi B, The Baby, The Uzi, Beyonce, LeBron, um, Coco Golf, Serena, Odell, oh, and Martin, Malcolm, Rosa, and Harriet. Then I failed them. I know the usual so I know Martin, Malcolm, Rose, and Harriet. But there's so many more black people than that that have done great things. And I'm not downplaying any of the great things that Martin and, Martin and Malcolm and them have done. They've done great things. My nieces and nephew has to know have to know that, yo, there's a lot of other great black people that have done a lot of great things that you can aspire to be as well. I have friends. I have a friend that's an art therapist, a friend that's a chef. A friend, they have a mother that cut that cuts hair. They have a auntie that works at Google. They have a brother that's a personal trainer. And then they have another, I mean, not a brother, an uncle. And then they have another uncle that works at one of the top sports brands in the country. And I want them to know that you can aspire to be us as well. So, last thing, man, call to action. If you do nothing else, just please do this for me. If you know any high school juniors or seniors... Send them the pod. Tell them to listen. I think it'll be good to their ears. If you know any college freshmen or sophomores, same thing. Send them the pod. Now, they may not listen, but their parents, it's imperative that their parents listen and relay this vital information. So if you know their parents, send this to them. It is going to be very informative for parents. And to my teachers, please Give this to your students as extra credit, right? And counselors, send this to your students as well. It'll help you do your job better, in my opinion. Lastly, vote, vote, vote. Make sure your cousin registered to vote. Make sure your other, other cousin registered to vote. And if they got felonies or if they're a felon, let them know in certain states. They can have their rights restored. Vote, 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 vote. Right. I want to give a thank you to my producers or my producer, Robert Lee Chisley Jr. He did a great job. Shout out to him. And um, as always, find in the back of the back. And nothing else. What you thinking? I'm not gonna lie and and, and portray um this ultimate poise. Like I've been had it figured out. Nah, I just didn't quit. That's the only distinguishing quality from me and probably whoever else going through this or mm-hmm. went through this or is gonna go through this is that I ain't quit. I went through every emotion. I went through mm-hmm. every emotion with trying to pursue what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that what what gonna separate whoever's gonna try to go for something is that you ain't gonna quit. Unless you know you're gonna really take the stance if I'm gonna die behind what I'm what I'm getting at right now.